This is a Rooster Teeth production. Okay. Uh, this is the second of two episodes that we are doing for supplemental content as um, Gus does not count these as canon or believe that we should be doing them at all as he is on vacation. But Jeff and I are uh, uh, heroes and believe that you should have content every week. The people deserve content. Mm-hmm. I hate Why? That, I hate that word too. A content or yeah, people? That, no. The populace deserves content. What's different word? No, you changed the wrong <laughs> word. <laughs> I hate that we call everything content. Yeah, no, it, I know it sucks because it's like there's an art to it, and the word content I feel like is negates art. Yeah, it like just pulls all like the when it like imagine talking about a movie and going that's my favorite content like that sucks. Um, What's your favorite movie? A major league. Okay. Yeah. Hands down, yeah, I hands say down. fuck you, Jobu. Yeah, it's like, my favorite. Yeah, I have a Jobu statue. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Really? I have a, a half-smoked joint that he's that's in his mouth. How many times do you think you've seen Major League in your life? At least three dozen. Four, 50 times at least. I mean, like minimum. Is that the movie you think you've seen the most? Man. I have. I One time I finished walks, watching Taxi Driver and then I call back to last episode. And then I just and then I just hit play and watched it again. So I don't maybe, but sometimes you do that. Yeah, you know what? It's gotta be. It's gotta yeah. be. I just love that movie so much. I love baseball movies. I love underdog sports movies, and I love movies where characters are sort of one dimensional, but have minor growth mm. throughout. It really hits like everything, like every, it's just very like, I'm this guy and I'm this way. Well, over the next 90 minutes, you'll change slightly. And and that happens with- <laughs> To great success. It, it happens with nine different guys or whatever. And I go, I love this movie. It's fucking great. I think that the movie has value if only, I mean, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I got no issues with it. But yep. if only for Bob Uecker. Like there is not enough Bob Uecker in the world. I grew up as a Mr. Belvedere fan as yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. Didn't even realize Bob Uecker came from baseball right. when I was a child. I just thought he was a funny actor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quoting Major League all the time watching baseball. I mean, well, baseball is my most watched sport, hands down. Yeah. Except maybe the NBA this season because Pat Bev is a Laker and I can't <laughs> think of. Have we talked about that at all? No, but did you see the thing that came out yesterday where they're like, what do you think it's going to be like playing with LeBron and AD? And he goes, they're playing with me. Yeah, I chose this. Pat, <laughs> what Pat a Bev is, uh, listen, you can have your Michael Jordans and you yeah. can have your Kobe's and you can have your Charles Barkley's. You can have your Carl Malone's. I'm a Pat Bev guy all day. He is my favorite, legitimately my favorite NBA player. The next five years are mine. The funniest fucking thing anyone's ever said. Crying when winning a play-in game. The funniest fucking thing anyone's ever done. Dude, the that was watching Shaq and, and Charles in the moment <laughs> laughing at that was so great. It is, Pat Bev is, as a hater myself, Pat Bev is legitimately my favorite athlete in all of sports right now. It's him. It's Zach Granke. Who's Zach Granke? Zach Granke's a pitcher for the, I think the Royals now. He is a classic baseball weirdo. I, I really recommend, if you haven't watched uh, these compilations of Zach Granke being weird, Okay. Uh, really recommend it. Uh, pitched at Petco Park against the Padres when he was with, I think, Arizona. And um, as they were raking the mounds to get him, you know, better traction in like the third or the fourth inning, instead of stepping off or waiting until they got finished raking it, he just sat on the ground <laughs> and kind of played in the dirt. Um, 
when the Dodgers, I think the Dodgers were in the playoffs and Zach Greinke was pitching there, they gave a speech, I think it was Dave Roberts or somebody gave a speech about like, this fucking team, we're going all the way. It's rousing you, beating yeah. everyone. Yeah, get him, get him, get him. Does anyone have anything to say? And Zach Greinke said, yeah, when you guys are done using the bathroom, wash your hands. <laughs> Zach Greinke once was in a competition when he was a Milwaukee brewer to see who could throw the slowest pitch. Mm. And he won with the EFIS pitch that went 51 miles an hour and was a strike. Uh, Zach Greinke, one time, <laughs> two more Zach Greinke things. One time, told his catcher to come to the mound. because Everyone was like, oh, maybe they want to talk about the signs or whatever. He proposed a fantasy football trade. <laughs> See, that's what I feel like goes on. Zach Granke, one time when it was the no fans COVID season, uh, started <laughs> was getting confused about the signs. So he just started yelling at his catcher from the mound going, second sign after two. <laughs> <laughs> to let him know. To let him know. So that way they can be on the same page about what he's going to be throwing next. <laughs> Zach Greinke, <sighs> number two. That's my number two favorite athlete because Pat Bev is legitimately my favorite athlete in sports because he's nuts and he's a hater. Yeah. Like he said Chris Paul can't defend and he's a cone. What do you do with cones in training camp? You go around him. <laughs> and that was it. It was yeah. perfect. He, uh, I actually went through a, a bit of a Pat Bev phase and I bought like 10 of his rookie cards. I don't know why. They're never going to be worth it. They're not going to be worth shit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate Pat Bev as well uh, for similar reasons. I have a friend, uh, Scorpio Sky, who's a wrestler for AEW. He's a huge Lakers fan. Uh, he won this, uh, it's called the TNT Championship. He got it. He named it Genie. He has it Lakers colors. Like, like G after Genie Bus? Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, so like, he's a huge Lakers fan. That's his thing. He's from LA, a big Lakers fan or whatever. The Pat Bev trade happens. I just says, yo, what's up, man? And he just went, I don't know. Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like, what a fucking move. After call, after playing against the Lakers and calling Russell Westbrook trash. Yes. During a game. During a game. They went, that's our guy. And he plays with Russell Westbrook on the Lakers now. The hard thing for Pat Bev, though, is like, who doesn't he have beef with in But the that's NBA? the best thing about Pat Bev. Like any team he's going to, yep. there's going to be three dudes that are like, this motherfucker. It's, I think we talked about Draymond before, where it's like, if he's your, if he's mm -hmm. on your team, you love that guy. But, yeah. if, you know, the whole league, if he's not on your team, the whole fucking league hates him. Pat Bev is like that, but on his own team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Patrick Beverly is my favorite fucking professional athlete. All right. There, there aren't enough weirdos in sports. I agree, man. I, you know, we talked about that sometimes on the other podcast. Yep. Uh, I totally agree. When I was a kid, sports was awesome yep. largely because of just how colorful all the yep. characters and weird and mm -hmm. just fucking just off the wall people were now and, it feels like definitely it's like oh baker mayfield has a mustache what does this mean for the team and it's like this sucks <laughs> fuck off it's a reason espn is fucking sinking it's like the shitty it's just like god that sucks uh 
or this player is a bona fide scumbag yeah. <laughs> in an is, unfunny yes. way. Yeah. He's just, he assaults yeah. women. Yeah. Uh, four game suspension and then, you know, it's fine. Come on back. What Come, the fuck? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Gotta, have, gotta have more weirdos and less uh, assault guys. I think uh, yeah, in sports more weirdos, less assaults. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I, that's just how I feel about it. That's I'm just excited. how. Call me crazy. Yeah. Um. So what happens if I pick the Lakers as my team this year? You'll be disappointed. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for say, entertainment value, you're probably that... going to have a great time. I mean, watching fucking watching the last season was great. Watching LeBron sit by himself on the on the bench, everybody isolate away from yes. Westbrook. Like so funny. There was fun off like. Sideline shenanigans going on yeah. uh, all season. I can't imagine that they don't like Pat Bev's going to be getting in fights with people. Oh yeah, in timeouts. Well, like, he's going to be, be getting awesome. in fights with people on his own team and the the crowd. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm very excited. Do you think LeBron will play long enough to play with Brawny, his son? So they are setting that up. Yeah, uh, LeBron I, is 36. I think is he not 37? He might be 37 now. He, he me and LeBron James are the same age. <laughs> I'm a lot older than LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, that seems to be the consensus is that uh, they're setting it up. I think I was reading uh, something the other day that said, like, LeBron's pretty guaranteed to get traded in 2023. Yeah. Um, and so they're trying to figure out a way to, like, a soft landing for him at Cleveland, potentially, so that then Bronny could play. I would think that that's the spot, right? For one year. But you, I also hear, like, I've heard a lot of uh, sports commentators say, like, the reality is that Bronny's probably not going to cut it in the NBA. Yeah. He's, he he may not be NBA worthy. No yeah. offense. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know much about his career. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know he's like 6'3". I know he's, he's pretty yeah. little compared to his dad. Yeah. But uh, so there's a lot of question about whether he'll get to the NBA or not. Mm -hmm. But I also think like LeBron moves such mountains and yeah. is so important to the sport of basketball and to sport in general that if like if LeBron wants to play mm -hmm. one year on any team in the NBA with his son, it'll mm -hmm. happen. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I imagine, I think in like three years, yeah, two or three years. Yeah. I think that's what it would be. Yeah. Um, do you think we could ever raise enough money to buy the Sacramento Kings? It's not like they're doing anything. I though. don't think it'd be hard. I don't think it could be that hard. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, I think on f face we're, we're pretty close to trying to buy a top line sponsorship on a local hockey team. Yeah. I don't think this would be that much more of a stretch. No, I, think, I think we could do the Sacramento Kings. I think we could do it. I mean, like. If Eric the actor would go to Sacramento Kings games to do like meet and greets and stuff, then I feel like we could. We're really close. Yeah. We're pretty close to. I think we could take over the Sacramento Kings. What a dismal fifteen years that yep. franchise has had. Yeah, and not yeah. a lot of great before it. No, to be honest, with I you. can't. I couldn't name you a lot of. Uh, wow, look at them, the yeah. Sacramento Kings moments. Uh, yeah, but it's like that, like the A's. That's the state of sports, though. Like everyone's just trying to move to Vegas. You're from California. I am. What's up with Sacramento? Do you like it? No. What's there to like in Sacramento? <laughs> I don't know. I've never. I, I drove through it once for Sacramento work. as a place is like Inland Empire, but with politicians. Like right, it's, it's the capital, right? So like so there is stuff happening, but it is it's not nice. It's not a nice place. Sacramento is like not a nice place, and the surrounding areas are not nice places. Sacramento sucks. Do you think Gavin Newsom lives in Sacramento? No. Or do you think he, I, oh, I he think, zooms in 
from I, L.A. I, I mean, who lives in Austin that's like, oh, the mayor's house. The, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, oh, this is the governor's mansion. It's like, yeah, they think, firebombed the governor's mansion yeah. and nobody noticed because yeah. he didn't live there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't, they're not in Austin. You know what I mean? It's, wait, Sacramento's fucking up. They firebombed the, government, yeah. the governor's mansion yeah. a couple of years ago uh -huh. in Texas. That's wild. Yeah. Just wild. Fuck it. Molotov cocktail. Yeah, go nuts. Burned it halfway down. Yeah, you know, it's Insane. not like anyone's living there. No, it's true. It, they think about it. Yeah, no, Sacramento sucks. It's the part of California that you don't go to unless you're driving to Oregon. Is it north of San Francisco? Yeah, and then you you just kind of keep going, and it's that thing where you just go like, oh, this sucks. Why does this? The whole top part of California, like you know how it kind of like goes up, and then like there's like a little crook, and then sort of like goes. Up I'll, from I'll there. take your word for it. It it sort of has like that shape. You know, if you were to like draw like the outline of the United States and on the West Coast, it kind of like it goes outward and then, and then goes a, yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. That goes straight up part that you could cut California off there, make it a different state or give it to Oregon. Like cut or, it in half at the elbow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 because it's like it's just like forest and also like you grow weed there, you know, because it's like the climate's fine for it. It's I don't think people realize how big California is. I think people know how big it is but don't realize until you're in it how big it is because you'll get fucking people who are like oh uh i'm gonna you're in la and then they go i'm gonna be in la can you get me from like the airport or what and you're like i'm, I'm so fucking far away mm. from the airport like no no it's so far and the traffic's so bad and that's most of california a lot of it's empty and farmland and then, uh, and then big, big cities. Have you ever been to West Covina? Yeah. What's up with West Covina? I know it because of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which was a show I watched on TV a lot. It took uh, place in West Covina. I mean, it's whatever. It's fine. It's just like, it's one of like those, like, it's just like a dump city that's whatever. You got a lot of bubble tea there, apparently. It's that. It's like, um, there are a lot of cities in like the greater Los Angeles area. So here's the thing. Here's the way I qualify Los Angeles. There's two... Los Angeles. There's Los Angeles, which mm -hmm. is fine. And you have like your cities and you kind of make your space and that's what you enjoy or whatever. And then there's LA and LA fucking sucks. LA is like what, wow, I'm in LA. It's the fucking Miley Cyrus party in the USA fucking mm -hmm. song. It's like that shit where it's, it's expensive and it's just like a thin veneer over just like a fucking terrible place. That's LA. Los Angeles is like, I'm in Reseda. Oh, okay, cool. Like, it, nothing here is that nice, but I'm not too far from anything that's like, hmm. you know, it, everything's kind of cool. That's Los Angeles. You find you Pico Rivera and all like your other stuff and you go, oh, there's like a community here. LA has no community. Los Angeles has community. It's, it's very different. Very different. Huh. And then you get to Inland Empire and everyone does mixed martial arts and steals their dad's <laughs> dirt bikes. It's just a lot of tap out it's gear. It's a lot of a lot a lot of tap out gear a like venom. like now. Like yeah. a lot of like uh Riverside is like if Monster Energy was a place. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a riff from a Queens of the Stone Age song, and it all just feels like a monster energy drink. That's the Inland Empire. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you've ever heard me uh, on any podcast or production that I've been involved with in the last few years, 
You've probably uh, heard me mention a lot of uh, difficulties and issues I've had in my life, problems that I didn't have solutions for. And you've also probably heard me talk about how helpful therapy has been, not only from, you know, dealing with, uh, I don't know, issues from my past, but also just problem solving in general. Having a person who's, you know, completely and totally non-biased who can sit and listen to you uh, communicate your issues to them and can look at them and say, uh, maybe have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And providing kind of new and fresh insights uh, to problems that you're so in the weeds about has been such a big boon uh, to me, just helping me discover solutions or paths to take in my life um, or, or ways to tackle issues that I have. That's, that's what a therapist does. They can help you solve problems uh, and find solutions that you didn't even see because you're so entrenched in the issue that uh, it's hard to kind of see the force of the trees, right? And this goes for any problem or issue, no matter how big or small. Like I said, it's, it's been a lifesaver for me. Uh, I go to therapy every single week of my life, and I don't know what I would do without it. And I would say to you, if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp could be a great option for you. It's convenient. It's accessible. It is affordable, which is a big deal with therapy because uh, some therapy is pretty expensive. It's also entirely online, which makes it incredibly convenient. You don't have to go to somebody else's uh, weirdly decorated office. You can sit in your own weirdly decorated office uh, and still get the help and the guidance that you need. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and then you can switch therapists at any time. Sometimes, you know, it it takes a it you don't always land on the perfect therapist for you on the first attempt. Sometimes you have to surf the therapy waters a little bit till you find the person that is uh, you know, a good fit for you and your issues and and uh, you know, it just feels like the right person to help you. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. So visit betterhelp.com slash A-N-M-A today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-N-M-A. Go to betterhelp.com slash anma to get 10% off your first month. Can I say something? Yeah. I do not get Queens of the Stone Age. Really? I do not like that band, and I don't understand the appeal. My brother is a big music guy. He was on the John Lennon Experience tour bus for like four or five years, where like it was like the John Lennon Foundation with like Yoko, like uh-huh. Yoko and all this stuff. Older and or younger? My brother's a year and a half younger than I am. Okay. Um, so it was all through like his 20s. He would all kind of go around and... Uh, this tour bus and go to like um, schools and kids would come on. They teach me how to play music and all this stuff. So big music guy. He texted me yesterday and he's like, have you ever listened to Queens of the Stone Age? Holy shit, man. Like these drums are out of control. And I just said, well, here's the interesting thing about the drums in Queens of the Stone Age. And I'll tell you too, Jeff, uh, since 2013, uh, Joe Theodore, who's the former drummer from Mars Volta has taken over because Joey Castillo stepped down. You could definitely hear the marked difference in sound with uh, something like like Clockwork, whereas the album where uh, Joe Theodore, he came on and you're like, wow, these are the, the percussion is a lot more driven and like nuanced where Joey Castillo is like if you... Remember Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer? Mm-hmm. Imagine if you did that, but it was in like Gardena, California, and like you taught him 
how to play drums, only how to play drums, and then like he only learned how to be a like a human person from watching like mixed martial arts. Like he Joey Castillo is just a big dude who bangs drums fucking hard, and I love that sound. Okay, and that is Queens of the Stone Age. I think their first like three albums are fucking heavy bangers. That's your jam, yeah, because that's music to like. That's guys who like do math. So. I'll put them in a category. There are three bands, mm -hmm. and none, they don't sound anything alike. Okay. I'm not comparing them sonically. Mm -hmm. Just there are three bands that everybody loves that I just have never okay. resonated. They just have not resonated with me, and I've never got. Yeah, Queens of Stone Age is in that band. Is okay. in that group. They're number three actually. Mm -hmm. Number one is Radiohead. I'm with you. I don't fucking get it. I, I'm so sick of hearing about Tom York's range, and then I hear a Radiohead song, and it's just like some guy going. Like a fucking balloon escaping air. I went to Coachella 2012, and they were one of the headliners. And me and my buddy Derek from Mega 64, yeah. they started, and we left. And this girl went, Radiohead's that way. And he went, that's why we're going this way. They fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very Derek thing to say. Yes. Uh, I don't like Radiohead at all. I've yeah, tried. I, it. I think Creep is a great song. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Um, Boy, they have a lot of other ones. Dude, I was living in New Jersey when when I was my last year in the army uh -huh. when OK Computer came. Oh out. yeah, and it was like the world stopped yeah. for them. I remember like dudes taking vacation. I was telling this somebody the other day. Dudes taking vacation mm -hmm. to get from the army. Yeah, to get in line to buy tickets at yeah. Madison Square Garden for their fucking show, and just thinking like, I don't get it. What is this? It's not for me. Number I, two, yeah. and I feel like it's a band I should like. I probably should like Queens of the Stone Age. I just. I don't, I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, I never got the Flaming Lips. Everybody loves the Flaming Lips. Yeah. I never got it. I think that they have cool, like, little singles and some songs here and there, mm. but they're another band that my brother, this is why he texted me and was like, Yo, man, you listen to Queens of the Stone, you're just fucking awesome, because he's a huge, like, Flaming Lips fan. Yeah. And a huge Radiohead fan. Like, you know, like, he likes... He I would hate your brother. He, he likes music. You yeah, know what I mean? He yeah, lives yeah. in Colorado and he hikes with his dog. And like, that's like, you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, we just don't like sync up a lot sonically on like a lot of stuff. You know, he's very like shoegazy. He likes a lot of mm -hmm. like, you know, like that kind of stuff. And it's just not my speed. Um, I Flaming Lips are, I've seen them live once and they were like, oh, this is fun. It's as much as I'd give it. It's yeah. just not, they're just not for me. Yeah. Um, I think, have you ever listened to Caius? Yeah, Caius is another one of those bands that like every everybody who knows yeah. loves Caius mm -hmm. and cannot say enough good things about Caius. A little boring to me, yeah. but I haven't listened to a lot of it's, Caius. Uh, but I, I've never, I haven't, well, I, I've not been able to find an entry point to them. Caius is just Queens of the Stone Age with a different, with like they got rid of that singer. It's yeah. just like that's Queens of the Stone Age is like an extension of Caius. Mm. It's the same members and stuff. Probably and, why uh, I never, yeah, exactly. never got into them. Um, yeah. oh, what was the other? Uh, Fucking a lot of that sort of second, what what we would call, there's a guy that I used to work with at Razor who was like into this stuff, a big music guy, but in like this vein of like knowing like this local stuff and everything, we called kind of like second gear rock where <laughs> it would be like, yo, this is fucking killer, but it never shifts. You just sort of like, you start in first gear and then you get a second gear and that's just where... The music like lives, kind of like sleep. Yeah, big time. All like yeah. that dope smoker stuff and everything. Like you're gonna get one song that's gonna be an hour and seventeen minutes it, long. That's and absolutely. Which by it's the it's gonna be in second gear the entire fucking. Ride. Which by the way, I fucking love. Oh, we when I worked at Razor, we got um, 
we were able to get skins in CSGO for like different guns and knives mm. and stuff. And they're like, we got to like name these, you know, the, it's not just like Razor, Ouroboros, whatever, like the name of our other shit. So I put on Dope Smoker and I just turned it up loud and I started putting my hands out and I went, if you can say something sick and it sounds cool to this music, that's the name of the thing. Like Wizard's Lament or Asp's <laughs> Revenge. Like yeah. you have to say something that sounds cool to a kid who's like, listening to this kind of music yeah uh second gear rock has a special place in my heart where i think it's a desert dirt kid thing hmm. where like we talked about that we're like dirt people like, yeah, yeah that's what i grew up in is just like we grew up in different dirt but we're both yeah. dirt people yeah yeah for to, sure to me the reason that it resonates like this kind of like again second gear rock like really resonates to me is because that's what like high desert meth head guys were listening to. And mm. so you'd hear it all the time around. And so it just sort of like growing up, you'd hear fucking King of the Road and like all that shit. And that's the speed of music that I just go like, I don't, I would never qualify it as like, this is my favorite music. But I still put it on and I go, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like the soundtrack of where you grew up. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. Do you have shit like that? No, because I under I understand where you're coming from. I wouldn't yep. say I would say the closest thing to that would be like Pantera. Oh, like everybody okay. where I where I grew up, like yeah. it was pervasive. It was yeah. all Pantera and, and um but I was it was it was a lot of it was a lot of Garth Brooks. Oh yeah. A lot of country music yep. in Alabama and 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 Florida where I grew up and uh and Louisiana too. And then but you don't put that on now. You don't put on Colin Baton Rouge and just go to fucking town. No, I, I, I think what happened is I, I, I so, I guess I so identified against everything around me growing <laughs> up. You know that like I grew up with this like, like visceral hatred uh -huh. for every, everyone around me. Yeah, and everything that they liked. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where punk rock was kind of a, a respite for me. Because it was so different from it was either it was either Guns and Roses, mm -hmm. it was either like racist redneck piece of shit dudes who just like wanted to get in fights with anybody and hit them with a wrench, right? Listening to like Guns and Roses and Pantera, or it was just racist piece of shit rednecks listening to country music mm -hmm. in a pickup truck, running around looking to hit people with doors, yeah, you know, and. <laughs> And then and then Snoop Dogg, a lot of Snoop yeah. Dogg, which I like. But uh <laughs> But so it was like I, I just kind of identified with everything against what they so I actually missed like I, I go back and listen to Pantera now, I'm like, oh I can I can get why people liked Pantera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the time I hated it because I identified it with everybody I hated. Right. You know? And so the soundtrack to where I grew up just it, it was just misery. It was sucked. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's tough. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I, I discovered I I mean I felt like an outsider. Uh, every day of my life there, and plenty of people helped me do that. And so, uh, punk rock became like a sanctuary to me. Yeah. And so, I, I think I have such a deep affinity for it because it was such an escape. So, I actually, I probably worked out for the. I have a, I probably have deeper appreciation for music than I would have. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I mean, uh, I guess sort of talked about this on another episode, but like going to emos and stuff, mm. like that was the thing, right? Like yeah. coming down, you would just emos like how many nights a week. Just go seeing like whatever band. Six, probably six nights a week. Yeah. <laughs> were there any? Because I think we talked about it briefly before, where you're just like, yeah, I saw Blink 182 when they were Blink, like when it was like early, early shit. Like, what is there anything like concerts that really stick out to you or one that you remember other than Cat Scratch? 
scratch, scratch. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it would be easier to tell you bands I didn't see, you know? Fucking crazy. Because there were so many, like there was a time, especially when, when punk was like, it was, you know, right around the time that Green Day broke. And yeah. so, and Nirvana was cool. And so everybody was into grunge and then pretty quickly rolled into punk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it was a big business at the time and, and it was the, it was the era of major indie labels yeah. doing well, like Epitaph and Victory Records. And so there were just so many bands on tour all the time mm-hmm. and living in and near Austin, it was so easy to go see shows. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I saw everybody from 1994 to probably 2005. Jesus Christ. Probably, probably around when I, I grew out of it. Man. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It was That's an awesome time. What have you been listening to recently? Well, Tiger Rock. Well, yeah. Yeah. All about Tiger Rock. Uh, I'm really into, uh, I really, I really, 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 really like, uh, this dude named Polo G, mm-hmm. which is very popular at my kid's high school. Very cool. Uh, he's like a, you, I, I, just a hip hop, a rapper, I guess. Like, yeah. kind of like, like a gangster rapper, I guess mm-hmm. it would be like the old, uh, moniker. Like right. he just, a lot of songs about shooting people and doing yeah. drugs, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a, a lady I really like called Tierra Whack. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever heard her. Mm-mm. She's like a female hip hop artist. Um, Dude, I have been uh, in love with for about four years now. No, but maybe about three years. I, I cannot stop listening to Lana Del Rey. You and my wife, man, right I on. Am so into Lana Del Rey. How does uh, how does Emily feel about that? Uh, I think she's sick of it. Yeah, I think, I so. think she likes Lana Del Rey. Okay, but <laughs> I I I recognize this about myself. Uh-huh. I ruin stuff. Uh-huh. I ruin stuff for other people. You, do you just get just till it's like in the fucking dirt? Like you just play it till it's in the ground? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I. Uh, if I like a song, yeah. I can listen to that song fifteen times in a row. I get it, and it'll other people around me want to shoot themselves. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, 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 what's the comedian's name uh, who just did a bunch of drugs and is on his rehab tour? And I took Millie to see him. Um, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Yes, he has that great stand-up bit. I don't know if you've ever heard it, where he talks about how he and his buddy at a oh, diner the, in Chicago played... Uh, what's New Pussycat? W- yeah, What's New Pussycat, yeah. like 27 times yeah. in a row, and everybody lost their mind. Yeah. I would have been the one dude going, like, fucking play it again. Yeah, dude, I, let's go. I love the song. One more time. That happened. <laughs> this isn't that, but it reminded me of this. I went to a, said that AEW pay-per-view in Vegas, and um, when John Moxley comes out, and he's like the champion, he's like the fucking guy, this big brawl. And uh, he comes out to Wild Thing by X. Mm-hmm. That's his theme song. So love it's X. From, yeah, fucking love X. Um, from Major League, fucking great. I think it's a great theme song. He comes out, and they start fighting in the crowd. So they never make it to the ring, mm-hmm. but the music keeps playing. And we're like, oh, fucking cool, whatever. So it keeps playing, keeps playing. And then it plays out, and it ends. And there's a beat, and then it starts again. And I don't think I've ever been in an audience that, like, went, like fucking harder so I think of like songs playing over and over I think of that now and it's just like something that can be so unexpected like that where it's just a so- the same song again is mm-hmm. hilarious yeah I think it's great I think that's fucking cool oh here's I'm gonna throw one out yeah uh, there's a band that I I, I got into recently mm-hmm. uh, in the last like two years that I have not been able to stop listening to uh, that I don't think got enough credit because I had never heard of them uh, a band called Moss Icon Okay. If you ever get a chance to listen to Moss Icon, it's this like drudgy, droney, kind of like post-punk. Oh, it's sounds, weird. They have speed. a song that's like a, like everything, feel, I like music that feels satanic. Yeah. But isn't necessarily. Yep. But it's just like dark themed. Cool. And a little like, 
makes you feel a little weird. Like 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 you feel like you're bad for listening to it. You yeah, know, that's cool. A little bit. Okay. Um, I have a lot of religious issues I from my childhood, so it makes you feel like you're gonna get in trouble with God. Yeah. Um, they have a song uh called Liburnum. Okay. That is just like a like a nine minute burner. That's like a sermon, like a dark sermon, and it's just fucking. Bonkers! It just says Moss Icon complete discography. Second song is I'm back sleeping or fucking or and I don't know what the rest of it is, but man, that's awesome. Oh, that's a good song. This is a I'm I'm listening to this on the way home. Fuck there's yeah. some there's some hits and misses in there, but yeah. uh, there's a song called Oh fuck, let me look, dude. Uh, this is a PSA for the audience. This rules. Here are the songs. I'm back sleeping or fucking, uh, or I think it's or something. Yeah, Shit, I awesome. can't do that. I can play the music. Uh, Divinity Cove, Locket. Those are good songs, mm-hmm. but then Light Burnham, dude. That's the one. Okay. Lockett's really good. All right. Uh, I'll listen to this. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll listen to this on the way home. It's fucking sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Fuck yeah. Um, okay, cool. My coffee was a 10. Yeah, I was going to say, the. so the reason that we did this is uh, we wanted to go to Hank's and do a re-review of a coffee. I don't remember what we got, what we gave this in episode two. I think it was two, uh, where we got rained out, um, but- we got cold brews. That was good. Got stickers. We got stickers on our coffee. The classic non-gus move. That's yep. good. Um, stoked. That was good coffee, man. I was fucking... I drank it immediately. Yeah. It was so I good. I slammed that down. Usually, it's... My problem with cold brews or iced coffee sometimes is that they taste like grounds. Mm-hmm. Like, you can kind of taste how it's been steeped. Yeah. This had a flavor to it that wasn't like... It was, you know, what you're supposed to taste when you have iced coffee. It's beautiful. I've been doing Japanese iced coffee. That's been fantastic. Well, uh, it's the brewing method. It's just... So, how do you... All right. How does it differ? What is... Go yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, a regular iced coffee is just you brew coffee and then you put it on ice. Yeah. Um, Japanese iced coffee is brewing it so the temperature is sort of like leveled and uh, you do 30 grams of coffee and then you boil about, I pour in about 200 grams of water and then I have about 250 grams of ice. So in my like pour over, I have the coffee in the top in like the little catcher with like the paper and everything but in the bottom where it pours into i have 250 grams of ice and i pour 200 grams of hot water over top so when it goes down into the iced coffee it immediately like stops the brew so you're not getting any like the acidity and Mm -hmm. it's just a different flavor profile to a lot of the coffee i've been drinking a a nice burundi from barrett's coffee that i've been really enjoying and then on the japanese iced coffee it's been very sweet a lot of fruit forward notes it's very fantastic have you ever tried civet coffee is that the cat one? Yeah, uh, yeah, like the yeah. Uh, no, I would. I've just never had the opportunity. We should do it. Gus, Gus, and I. Gus bought it online years ago. Oh, really? And, and we brewed it, and it oh. was phenomenal. I, I bet it's really good. Yeah, we should. Uh, as for somebody who's such a coffee lover, maybe we'll have an episode uh, where we just like we don't go somewhere. We, we don't just, go somewhere. We, we, we get it. cat poop coffee or yeah, whatever. We get cat poop coffee. I would do that. It's so fucking. Good. Okay, I'll talk yeah. to Gus. I'm sure he would be into it. I, I bet he'd be like, "Yeah, I did it once. Let's do it again." And he's probably got a guy because he got it first time, right? Guy's got a cat poop coffee guy. He got a cat poop coffee guy. That makes sense. Uh, I'm gonna go see. Iron, we're wrapping up. I'm gonna go see Iron Maiden next week. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, this will be like my fourth or fifth time seeing them. in so Austin. Sick. Yeah, yeah. The planet cool. Moody or whatever. I found out that fucking night before last, uh-huh. Circle Jerks played in Austin. Dude, and I, I completely didn't know. I just saw the that. Show. Yeah, I just fucking saw that. I saw and it on Reddit, and yeah. I was like, "It's like, fuck? oh, that would have been, that would have been fucking cool." I even briefly <sighs> I shouldn't get into it. Uh... <laughs> I even briefly became very friendly with Dimitri Coates, who's oh, cool. the uh, bassist for um, 
off, yeah. which is the other band. And he he kept trying to convince, like he kept telling me, like I would love Keith Morris and I should like do an interview with Keith Morris and do some sort of a thing with Keith Morris. And I've been I've wanted to for years, and I would. I would love to have. I wish I'd have known. I would have tried to set that up um, because the dude's a fucking hero. I saw him in this building once. Really? Before an off show. Oh wow! Cool. And I, I froze. I couldn't talk. Yeah, classic weirdo. Yeah, real classic weirdo. Just though, you know what's interesting about him too? Mm. Super into aliens. Oh, super uh, into aliens. Hey man, I think you could just see him on the street and know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, but I think uh, intrinsically, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, looks like it. Uh, doesn't he host one of the radio stations in, in GTA? GTA? I yeah. think that's fucking great because it's yeah. just him talking. It's just like his fucking voice. It's just slurry enough, and you're like, this rules. And the dude is responsible. Yeah. One thing I really like about Keith Morris. Uh huh. Phenomenal singer, right? Yeah. I don't know him personally, so he I, I, I can't speak to that. Right. But um, so influential and so important into the kind of music that I grew up with, punk rock. Yeah. From 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 being the, I think the iconic black black flag singer. Yep. He was one of four. I think he was by far the best. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to making the circle jerks to even now today creating new music yeah. in off that's just oh, as I think good. Off, I think off fucking rules. I think awesome. Off is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And making music today that is just as good, if not better, than he was making yep. 30 years ago when he was helping invent the genre. Yeah. And I just like, I hope I can have, say I had that kind of career. Yeah. When it's all said and done, where I was making stuff just as good at the end as when I yeah. started. You I, th- know? I think Off is fucking sick. Very um, few people can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Off is great. Uh, they don't get enough recognition for what they're doing because they're putting out some really killer shit. Yeah. Um, Anthony Kiedis keeps wearing an Off hat from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's just like pushing it. Dude, fucking, uh, I hope I'm not butchering this story and yeah. I hope I'm not getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's not, it's okay to tell. But um, I don't know why I wouldn't be. But uh, I was at, I was, I was having a, like a meet and greet with Dimitri at uh-huh. his at his house in L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, because we were looking at maybe doing some merch stuff with him. This is a few years ago. Yeah. It, it, it didn't end up happening, right. but it was still an honor just to get to hang out and talk to him. And the dude's like really into architecture. And we had some great talks about like Neutra and like uh, mid-century modern ar- architecture. Really interesting, really smart, uh, layered dude. Right. Um, but he was telling me he's kind of blown away by the success of Off um, oh, yeah. as well. And he was telling me that he... Uh, I hope I'm I hope I'm not fucking this up. But he went to Dave Grohl's house for a party. He got mm-hmm. invited to Dave Grohl's house. And when he walked in, he said, I want to say the first two off albums were framed in his entryway. Oh, that's awesome. And he's like, Are you fucking kidding me? And Dave Grohl's like, No, no, no. This like you have no idea how much I love off and Dude, how much I love what you guys are doing. Off rules. It's fucking crazy. They're great. Yeah. It's good shit. If you haven't listened to off and this is the thing that you're trying to take away from something, then it definitely go go listen off. Yeah. I like it's just the right kind of energy and the right kind of sound. Like, that's the kind of shit. That's my speed. Yeah. That's my speed in music. Um, great. The coffee's a 10. Good episode. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not canon, right? Well, it can't be canon, right? Because dickheads... Oh, by the way, good morning, <laughs> Gus. We're, if it's even morning where you are, who knows? <laughs> Fucking secret Gus won't let us know where he is. But, uh, okay. Well, if you want to follow us more, at Anima Podcast, you follow us on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know your name guesses. Don't tweet at me specifically. I don't know why you would. I don't know the fucking name. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing. Hey, Eric, here's what I think it is. Like, I have people messaging me going like, hey, is the name this? And I just have to reply, I don't know. Like, what are you doing? What are you fucking thinking? Yeah. Get real. What is this? Tweet at the Just Anima Podcast. It's fine. Uh, but that's the, the name forever a mystery until we get it right. Uh, what does the name stand for, though? 
another. It's a weird one because the P is silent uh-huh. in it, but it's another meaningless audio podcast. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, guys, if you have more guesses, send them at Anima Podcast. Uh, but thank you for listening. Any uh, final words? Any uh, food for thought, Jeff? No, I just, I just uh, thanks for uh, spending this non-canonical time with me this yeah. morning, and uh, I hope the audience. I know it's not what you you tune in to hear, yeah. But uh, Gus has deemed that you do not get to hear that this week. <laughs> this is what you have to listen to. Uh, so we did our best. You're welcome. Goodbye.